Hello and welcome to Accountable. I'm your host Dylan Marsh and today we have Caroline Collison. Hi Caroline. Hello Dylan. Thank you so much for being on the show and coming to tell your story in which you hold yourself accountable for a decision or actions that you made. It is a pleasure or perhaps a displeasure (laughs) by the end of the story. Perfect. Well, you can start whenever you're ready. Okay. So this is the story of how I went to the funny farm. It wasn't actually the funny farm. It was a residential treatment center in a suburb of Salt Lake City. I think it was run by Mormons. That's where the trouble begins. But the reason why I feel bad about it is because I probably worried my family sick. And it was a treatment program that ultimately, I don't really think it helped me very much. But that doesn't mean I'm not happy today, so that's good. That is good. Why? What makes you think that it wasn't very helpful? Well, I forget most of what I learned, and I actually learned a lot of stuff that I kind of had to deprogram myself from there. Just like really unhealthy stuff? Yeah, it was one of those like, quote, troubled teens okay. industry type things. And ugh, if you hear stories about it, there's just... Not a lot of good ones. Yeah, I've heard about like Provo Canyon School and how they're oh. just like monsters. Oh my gosh, world. I was right near that place. Oh really? I went to Vista. That's what oh, it was called. Sure. Um, it was all girls, and yeah, just a lot of cringe stuff happened. Well, feel free to tell me all about it. All right. <laughs> well, it kind of first started when I was sixteen. I for whatever reason, became anorexic. I had nothing but black coffee, celery sticks, and just a hatred for the world. And um, so that really sucked. That caused me a lot of problems. I got a little better for a while with some assistance from a therapist and was medicated for ADHD, which there's a big tie between girls with eating disorders and ADHD. But that began to wear off And by the time I was 17, my world was just rocked. I wasn't doing well in school. I was fighting with my family all the time. I was just sweet as pie to everyone else, but my parents just got the brunt end, which um, that's one of the big reasons why I feel guilty is just the stress that I caused and them trying to help me and probably not knowing what to do. So at that point, I had a binge and restrict eating disorder, and my world was just rocked. Like, it just, it completely overtook me. It made me miserable, and I knew I had to do something about it. Um, so I went to my therapist, and one day at the beginning of summer, she told me, how would you feel about attending a wilderness therapy program? And I said, no, I don't really want to do that. Um, (laughs) And uh, little did I know that that was a statement and not a question. Oh. (laughs) Because I immediately got sent to wilderness therapy right after. Did they do that whole, like, kidnapping you in the middle of the night They did not. Okay. I didn't want to go, but I heard horror stories from some girls that was just... All of a sudden, two guys just show up in your room and your parents are there and they take you away to the airport, but I begrudgingly went. Okay. I thought, okay, well, you can't exactly not go. And it was fine. It was really fine there. I liked hiking. 
Um, the therapy part, I kind of had trouble understanding, but um, yeah, it was just, it was helpful in that it calmed me down because I wasn't in an environment to like act out or do self-harming behaviors. And so by the end, it was two months, I thought I was fine and stable enough to come home. I thought I was coming home, but then I got the news that I would be heading out to Vista in a suburb of Salt Lake City to resume treatment at a residential program. Um, again, I was not warned. Was it was this, not my choice, but <laughs> okay. Do you know that the, the reason that that decision was made was it that they felt you didn't meet a certain standard or goal that they had come up with? Well, I think my parents kind of planned it out beforehand that I would okay. do wilderness and that it would be a transition for me into residential. Because wilderness, it was, it was fun. I liked wilderness. And I think it was just kind of to, not really a trial phase to see if I could be fixed, but just like something to set me up. Like a transition period. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, um, oh yeah, I told you a par the part where I um, did not get snatched up by strangers. Yeah, so see, I'm very lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of folks are from what I understand. And like, yeah. a, a lot of the time too, they like, you know, it's not like they say, hey, we're the um, right. people taking you to this school. It's just like people grabbing you and like screaming for your parents. And it's they just like, so quite shitty. literally kidnap you yeah yeah I, that's got to be traumatizing like i don't know what i'd do if somebody like just showed up in my room in the middle of the night i don't know what i'd do yeah i mean obviously and those folks who end up going to those places like it's because something's going on yeah and so like the uh, the idea <laughs> to just add trauma to yeah, that exactly <laughs> like that's the cherry on top yeah. <laughs> thanks mom and dad <laughs> so I went to Utah, went to Vista, and first thing when I got there is my skirt is too short. Right out of the gate. Right out the gate. Skirt is too short. And that was the skirt I went to high school in every day. I loved it. No one ever harassed me. They tried to explain that my short skirt was an indicator of self-respect, or lack thereof. And they seemed to think that I had an issue with promiscuity, which <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I had just lost my virginity, if that's even a concept. Like a couple weeks prior to that, it was a man I was in a dedicated relationship with. Granted, he was 13 years my senior, which I think probably kind of added to the whole like. Might have raised some red flags. Yeah. And then I wrote in capitals here, but that's not the point, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went on to be best friends. We dated for a long time after. So, my skirt's too short. We went out and bought some horrid clothes that I did not feel good in. And we had to fit the guidelines of a residential treatment center, which meant no pockets in case we're hiding anything. No zippers, no strings, in case we use them to self-harm or hang ourselves. Nothing too baggy because you're hiding your body, but nothing too tight because you're immodest. So, it's quickly sounding like prison. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost felt like it, but we couldn't bully each other because we were always in earshot and in vision. Oh, sure. 
So yeah, we weren't allowed to wear makeup or use tweezers or razors for like the obvious reason. But later on, if you did well enough, you could get makeup privileges. Um, we were promised haircuts, but we never got any. So I had a bowl cut the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> now, I knew back then that hemlines had nothing to do with your self-worth because I wore short skirts all the time and that's the way I like it and I honestly feel better when I do. But something clicked in me to learn, yes, that means I don't value myself. They're right. Oh, so that sort of like brainwashing technique worked? Yeah, it did. I learned to, that it was just bad to be outrightly sexual and just that meant that something was wrong with you, which it's not true. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> at, at all. Now, there was a lady there who would police my fashion. Her name was Robin, and she would give me mixed messages about what I was allowed to wear because I'd be approved for a certain article of clothing, but next week I'd be just in the office, and she'd be like, how come you kept wearing that when I told you not to? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and was she just like the fashion police for the, the place? Or was she yeah. taking like a certain, um, like, had like this like anger towards you or something specifically? I don't know, because she would play sweet. She'd be all sweet to you and be like, oh, you're such a cutie, you're an angel. But then right the next second, she would be punishing you for something. She's kind of like the rules lady. Um... Actually, they had a staff meeting about me because they thought I was flirtatious and a man-eating beast. Or that, is that an exact quote? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they said. I actually learned this from a staff member who quit years and years later. Her and I are good friends. She told me about the staff meeting, and there was this one staff, this dumpy 50-something-year-old guy, he was scared to be in the same room as me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I, you're probably not fit for that job. No, like, no. If you're scared of like a teenage girl, girl it, yeah. who's not even flirting with anyone, like, I'm sorry, Mormons aren't my type. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, they checked me in. It's funny you say prison because they weighed me, made me strip down naked had to raise my arms and spread my cheeks in case I was hiding anything, like drugs or a Marilyn Manson CD, <laughs> which I had. You brought it with Yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> I got it back like months later. But the, for the first three days, they do this thing where they're like one-on-one -on -one with you to know that you're legit, and they even like put their foot in the bathroom door and everything just to make sure you aren't doing anything okay. fishy, and I don't think I even farted that week. <laughs> it was bad. So there I was in that big fancy Mormon home with 15 other girls aged 14 to 17. And we were constantly under supervision, constantly within earshot. We had group therapy every day and one-on-one -on -one therapy once or twice a week, I think. And the girls were awesome. They were really, really awesome. Like, oh, the other... Yeah. In there. Okay. <laughs> like, there were a few kind of... Mm, ones that didn't quite get it. But most of them were just 
great. Some of them you couldn't even like tell why they were there. Everything ranged from like general anxiety to drug abuse. And I kind of get the suspicion that the drug abuse girls were just like wicked potheads. And their parents, like, yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. Their parents were like, I, you guys deal with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you still speak with any of them? Yeah, I speak to a lot of them. Oh, that's really cool. And we're all just living our own lives, and we just cheer each other on. And very cool. Yeah. That's some really of, great. Some of the girls went on to Ivy League schools, and some of them are. Some of them aren't on Ivy League yeah, schools. Yeah. One of them's a stripper, and that's awesome. Women are always asked to prove their worth or prove something like, especially intelligence. That's why I think the bimbo thing is pretty amazing is like, I don't have to prove to you how smart I am. Like, if you're a woman, you have to be smart. You have to be like, I don't even know. You have to be everything. Yeah, you can't all be, the time. You can't like turn it off yeah. or someone's going to like jump down your throat. But you can't be too smart or else you're a know-it-all or bossy Yeah. or just a dork. But you can't be too feminine or else you're vapid and stupid and self-absorbed. Have you, have you engaged in bimbo culture? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, a little bit actually. Okay. I just, I started like wearing my heels higher and putting on fake nails and just kind of reveling in that. Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah. But... I, I'm not going to tell you how to... Right. What, about anything, but I feel like that's probably... It, I'm sure part of bimbo culture or bimbo, uh, like, aesthetic. Yeah. But I feel like that's just, like, you know, also right. just you being like, hey, like, this is how I want to dress. Right, exactly. Like, so. Bimbo's a state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> I am bleach blonde, and ever since I went blonde, I did have a lot more fun. Did you? It's yeah. true what they say. It's true what they say. I'm going to have to try it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, like... but bimbohood is kind of like an escape. Like, kind of just breaking the chains. It's A bimbo is a woman who enjoys life, who kind of almost doesn't care and doesn't have to prove her intelligence to the world because everyone's asking to prove your smarts. So basically, what's my next point? Oh, everything we did was graded. Everything from like waking up to the schoolwork we had to do, which was mostly self-taught. We just got like a handout and some uh, whatever textbook we were studying from at that point. But I remember the grading system was on zero to 10 scale. And I remember once I got a zero for making a Zen garden out, <laughs> out of my lunch tray. Like I dumped a bunch of salt and pepper in there and like dragged my fork through it just to make people laugh. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, you know, you got to make your own fun in that situation. So I got a zero. <laughs> it was worth it. Were they grading like not only like schoolwork type stuff, but also like behavior? Yeah, behaviors. Okay. They graded you on showers, which were exactly yeah. five minutes long. They graded you on making like hospital corners on your bed when you made your bed. Wow. It was crazy. What did, did they ever say like what they would, what they expected? Like you have to take a five minute shower because 
this will help you to be this person like that we think you should be like do they ever explain that or they're just like these are the rules follow them yeah i think it's because we had like so many girls and shower time was on specific days and you just went in and went out but maybe they were training us maybe they were trying to teach us discipline yeah yeah so basically if you weren't compliant they had a really wacky way of punishing you that included one-on-one monitoring being on a no talking phase where you're just not allowed to talk to anybody you were basically just isolated from the group you had to sit in a corner um you get your clothing privileges revoked you would have to wear all pink scrubs sometimes if you were really really bad and i've seen that happen about twice okay yeah and Did it, ever, just, it never happened to you it never happened to me okay. i was actually a pretty well behaved yeah inmate. i was a little goody two-shoes okay which is pretty yeah. Ironic, considering that you got I, sent to this place. Exactly. No, I did really well there, I feel. But the whole time, I just had no freaking clue what was going on. I was just in this weird place. And I was trying to make sense of the therapy, but it just... It wasn't registering with me. And I think I got to a point where I just learned how to follow the rules. Okay. Yeah. How long did it take you to sort of unlearn a lot of that behavior? Um, well, I had my little spitfire moments outside of therapy once I finished up. I really didn't start to, like, chill out until the past couple years. Um, Did your relationship with your parents get better? It did get better for a while. It's kind of been on and off. Okay. Yeah. Like, when I'm following the rules, well, my dad loves me unconditionally, which is super sweet. But, you know, sometimes I'm a little wild, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, if you don't mind, if we cycle back to sort of the beginning yeah. of this. Um, when you were at, like, so you said that you were, like, really sweet to everybody except for them. Yeah. Was that, was there, like a reason for like harboring that resentment or you just had decided these are the people I'm going to take it out on because right. they're here? I think it's because I was more comfortable around them maybe. Okay. Yeah, just kind of let it all out. But I I think I was harboring resentment. Yeah. Did they, was it just like um, them not like kind of like wanting to understand you and just like... Yeah. Like, okay. I think they wanted to, but... Um, and they continue to do this. Um, they kind of, well, my mom mostly, she expresses it in a really kind of tough, unfeeling way. I'll like, I'll be feeling a certain way or do a certain thing that may not be eyed as healthy. And she says stuff like, you'll be a lot happier when you decide to stop doing that. It's like, okay. oh, <laughs> did you care to ask maybe why? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also okay. just like, uh, just because something works for her doesn't mean it works for you. Yeah, <laughs> like... exactly. There are so many things that work for me that don't work for them. And that's why I kind of feel bad in that I feel like it was kind of a waste. Because this place was like thousands of dollars. Like, yeah, they're notoriously yeah, expensive. $10,000 yeah. a month to go to this place. And it was just, 
they fed me, they sheltered me. Um, so you feel bad that they put in all this like time and effort and money? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you think that that has anything to do with maybe like part of what happened at that school where they like conditioned you to feel a certain way? Because from an outsider perspective, and I don't mean to dismiss like your no. feelings, they're incredibly valid. I just feel like um, I I feel like a lot of other people would be resentful and yeah. not feel like guilty. Yeah, there's a lot of people who do resent their parents doing this. I I understand why they did, and ultimately, I was kind of relieved because. For the most part, it was just kind of a safe haven from my like harmful behaviors. But um, I don't resent them for doing it, even though it was kind of ridiculous. I was I actually I just enrolled in therapy again, which is awesome. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah baby. <laughs> is it going well? It's going really well. Luckily, I have much fewer problems now, but I'm just kind of like nipping some things in the bud. Like I got wicked bad ADHD, as maybe you can tell from <laughs> the way I tell stories. Um, so I'm finally addressing that. And I still do have lingering body image issues and like eating disorder type things, but they're not nearly as bad as they used to be. So you're making real progress. Yeah, I That's am. Great. I, uh, especially during this year, I guess I didn't realize that I was kind of under stress and a few of my old tricks came back to bite me, but I'm doing a lot better. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. And she, my therapist, was like, yeah, it doesn't sound like you needed to go to this place. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's I guess, not for me to say. But, right. Um, that, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it helped you to a degree. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that, I'm sorry that you feel guilt for that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I guess it's probably better than being angry all the time. Yeah. So that's really good. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would want to say to 16 or 17 year old you that would have been helpful at the time? Um, yeah, I would want to say just don't worry. You're going to end up really cool. <laughs> like you worry so much about who you are and if you're enough and if you're, if you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, but, and also just like, don't listen to what society has to say, as cheesy as that sounds. I like, I, I had battled with my body, I had battled with my sexuality at that point because they kind of told me it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but really, I just, I feel completely empowered now. I'm so Yeah, glad. I'm really happy too. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> you really do. Be. Perfect. Well, is there anything else that you might want to discuss before I let you go? Um, oh my God, the Mormon family. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear about the Mormon. So I had to stay with the Mormon family because as you go on... Um, Post staying at Vista? Well, I was staying on the premises because that's what you did. But as you went on in your therapy, 
you um, you got the privilege to stay with a family, and they were all Mormons, and they did these funny things. So it was a family. They had five sons, ages four to eighteen. Their names were Braxton, Braden, Britton, Brooks, and Bronson. Really? Yeah. Just the love and that alliteration. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. I shouldn't talk because I'm Caroline Collison and my brothers are Charlie and Catherine. But yeah, but at least yeah. your parents didn't have a couple more and right. it just really sealed the deal. Like a Braden Colt. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew it was a Mormon home because we'd go to temple every Sunday and people were up there like testifying, crying. But they did this funny thing. When the older boys would have friends over, there would be mixed company. There were girls there, and they'd go watch a movie. And they'd have a blanket over them, and every so often, one of them would yell, hand check, and they would have to raise their hands (laughs) over the blanket, making sure there was no hanky-panky going on. (laughs) Yeah. Were Were they kind to you? They were very kind. Um... I have kind of a sick story that I'm not, I'm pretty sure I shouldn't divulge. Oh, you should absolutely Yeah, divulge. so <laughs> this is, speaking of hand checks, I had a moment, and this was kind of my little moment of rebellion. We were all in the living room, all just watching a movie. I think it was Country Strong or something, like a country okay. inspirational movie. And I was sitting under a blanket in a chair, and I thought to myself, I could totally masturbate right now. And they would. You jerked off to Country Strong? Not to it. (laughs) I'm like, there's this room full of Mormons, and I could totally do this. That is quite Right now, if I wanted to. So I did. Oh, I'm so proud. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm going to just do this to say I did. Whacking off in front of five Mormons. <laughs> well, I'm glad you shared that. Because that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm not ashamed of that. No, no, no <laughs> Oh, man. Well. Oh, there's this one juicy part at the very end. Oh, yeah. So I graduated. I yeah, I graduated. It was great. Um, I was happy to be free. It took me a long time to really accept myself. And internalize exactly what happened there. But five years later, no, 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 seven years later, some previous staff member who had quit Vista divulged a tell-all story of exactly what happened there. So that woman, Robin, who was like policing my clothing, she actually got in trouble for engaging in sexual misconduct. With another male resident at another treatment center. So someone that was there much like you were? Yeah. But at a different uh, location? Yeah, like a young, a young boy. Really? Yeah. And you got to wonder if she was using him in like a place of power. Oh, definitely. I mean, because it sounds like with the experience you had with her, she seems a little unhinged to yeah. like from one week to the next. Oh my like, God, she was a monster. Yeah. yeah, she'd be all sweet to you and then she'd just treat you like crap. Oh yeah, I, I, I would pretty safely guarantee that that's yeah. exactly what she was doing. She probably wasn't well and shouldn't no. have been working there in the first place. Exactly. And then just like took advantage of a young boy. Yeah, that's... Like she had problems with my sexuality and... She probably surprise. had problems with her <laughs> She's a kitty diddler. Yeah. <laughs> And my therapist, I thought he was just quirky. 
I couldn't understand him. I played along with it, but it turns out that he was forced to resign from the place because he was found drunk on the job. Oh, so you just had to talk to a drunken idiot yeah. for like hours at a time? We were paying $10,000 a month for me to converse with... Just some drunk guy. Just some drunk guy. Yeah, because you like whether you have a degree or not. Yeah. At that point, you're just some drunk dude in a room. Exactly. <laughs> like, with a clipboard. It's like, like, oh man, I could have just hung out with my friends for yeah. much cheaper. <laughs> just buy a oh, thirty man. rack. That's only like what? <laughs> thirty it's bucks. Much cheaper than going to <laughs> yeah, that school. Exactly. And I can guarantee you, that's done a lot more than this therapy joint ever did. Just do talking you, with your friends. Do you think it helped any like? Uh, do you think that anyone left that place being like, that was great and I'm glad I went? I think so. Okay. Immediately after, you're kind of like, yeah, that was awesome. And a lot of people were like, oh my God, that was just bullshit. Just absolute bullshit. Um, I kind of picked and choosed. There were some parts that were helpful to me, um, but a lot of it was just bullshit. Yeah. And I well, feel bad because I think like my it. parents wasted their money. But I ended up very happy. Like right now, I'd say I'm at one of the best points in my life. And it's not because I was helped. It's because I found people that celebrated the things about me that were, you know, a little offbeat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a supportive, wonderful relationship with a man I love. Who That's amazing. He just supports all the... The thought stuff that I do. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely, it can, I'm sure it can feel like super lonely because it seems like the way that you feel now is probably the way you felt when you were 17 about a lot of things in the world and just didn't have like the uh, vocabulary or whatever, right, whatever else yeah. like express that. And so then the you perspective. Yeah, you can start to feel super lonely and like yeah. um, you're probably the only one that ever feels that way. And then you have a bunch of Mormons being like, you are the only one that feels that way. Right? You're wrong to feel that way. <laughs> exactly. And I'm so, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I believe you. Yeah. And that's what ends up happening. What is that? What's that called? Like Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. You were literally kidnapped and then convinced to think yeah. that. Yeah. The people that kidnapped you were the ones that were right. Then I loved my captor. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, Jason, you were a great therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got quite literally Stockholm syndrome. Oh I my think. god. Well, the other therapist was worse. It was this bald-headed dude named Pepper, and he had all <laughs> yeah, okay. Ryan Pepper. Okay. And he had all the poor LGBT girls and tried to convince them that their sexuality was just a phase oh wow they told this one person who's now non-binary that their feelings of gender were part of a mental disorder really it was just part of their anxiety and that they weren't a lesbian they just hadn't found the right man yet oh wow so i'm glad i wasn't with this guy yeah that sounds absolutely so terrible glad. and super harmful yeah he was um, very bad. But the per that person that he said that to, you know them. As yeah. Now, and and they turned out great. They've got a wonderful partner. They went to, oh my God, I want to say they went to like Mount Holyoke or something. Oh, very cool. And like their parents were lesbians. I mean, like, how are you going to tell? <laughs> how did your parents decide to send you there specifically? I have no idea. Did you ever talk to him about your experience there? 
Yeah, and they, they agreed with a lot of the stuff I had to say, but it was so juicy telling them about Robin the Kitty Diddler and yeah. Jason the Drunk, and I'm like, well, actually, this is what really happened. Yeah, just so you know, this is where you said <laughs> I was talking to a drunk guy for eight months. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Do you have any other, any other sweet dish? Oh, man. Do I have any other sweet dishing things? Well, I'm friends with a lot of the previous staff members now, which, and they all agreed that the program was bullshit. The things that they taught us. How did they end up working there and being a part of that? I think they just were into social work and wanted to help. And that it just, the system that was set up like, yeah. wasn't there to help with people? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like an absolute ordeal. I'm probably going to cut this yeah. out. Uh, the, not us talking, the thing I'm about to say. But did you watch the fucking Paris Hilton documentary? Oh my God, not yet. <laughs> Dude, it's super good. I want good. to. It's very good. I had a whole epiphany about bimbo culture this morning and how it's just genius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It turns out she is a super normal, like, yeah. very articulate, like, pretty smart lady. And, yeah. Like, uh, but, yeah, she went to Provo Canyon, so that's how oh I Oh, my God. Oh, holy crap. And so the whole, like, I won't spoil too much, but the whole, like, tail end of that documentary is, like, her reuniting with a bunch of the girls that went to Provo. And yeah. then just being like, hey, just so you know, like, this stuff really did happen to you, and, like, we were all there for it, too, because she just, like blocked all that stuff out for a long time and a lot of the other people did yeah and so it's just them like talking about their experience there but that place and then another place in maine did some like rugged shit like they the one in maine i can't remember the name of it it was like a rundown building but people would pay like you know twenty five thousand dollars a oh month my or whatever God. it was and they had shit they had this one thing called the ring and it was literally <laughs> oh, <no>. like <laughs> if you were bad if oh. you did something that was against their super arbitrary rules you would get boxing gloves and then all of the other kids got to beat the shit out of you. Oh, my God. And that was just, like, one of the normal punishments that they would do often. I like, think you should keep that part on the record because holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Super <laughs> fucked up. Those school, so, yeah. I'm glad to hear the, the one that you went to yeah. wasn't as terrible. But, yeah, the, all of those schools, like, most of them have either been bought by somebody else yeah. or shut down. Because there's just, like, so, like, literally if you go to Provo Canyon School website, it says... We're not those same people. Like, oh my I, God. we bought this place like a year ago. Like, please yeah. stop sending us letters and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, super. Oh, right. Jesus. So I'm glad that you didn't, that yeah. your experience is a little better than that. Yeah. Well, they did kind of try to like psychologically pit us against each other. Ryan Pepper, the bald-headed bitch, would come <laughs> into the room and he would call one girl out in front of everybody just saying what they did and what they're going to have to do as punishment. Just to get everyone else, like, mad at them. Well, just to make an example out of them. That's... Sometimes he would go, like, you messed up. You messed up. Like, I feel oh. like some of those people... Like, I would guarantee that probably all the people that you speak to now yeah. are totally normal people who yeah. really just wanted to help. But I can't help but think that there's... To some degree, especially someone like that, there's got to be something, like, kind of wrong with you if you're interested in having this power dynamic over teenage girls yeah 
Nice. Especially as a grown ass man. Yeah, like, you're like a 50 year old adult like, male just come on, being like, dude. I'm gonna fucking tell them today. And it's like, you're <laughs> supposed to be helping. Like, exactly. And you can't learn out of fear and shame based programming. Yeah. And then like, like, you're like, supposed to empower people. That's the reason I changed, is I found things to empower me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so anybody listening, I hope that you're able to find something that doesn't power you and doesn't put you in a situation where you end up being shameful or fearful or um, afraid of like who you are. But yeah, um, I don't know. Thank you so yeah. much for coming and telling your story. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? Rock and roll saved my life. <laughs> yeah, true. Rock and roll. I think also mine, too. I think, yes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, listen to more rock and roll. Um, and take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you, Dylan.